0: Poly 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 conversation I yes, just may say jingle for this episode, so I hope you like that jingle or song or mini performance, whatever you wanna call it, by uh, yours truly. Because exclusive yan for this episode, hindi yun na to ma- ma- pakinggan yun sa ibang episodes. Kaya sulit nyo na balikan yun, enjoy ni yung yung harmony, yung sound, ang daming kung sinasabeh. Anyway, welcome to Poly e Conversations a podcast where we discuss different issues related to the political economy of the media. Pero for this episode, tatawagin natin siyang Economicals ng Media Boo. Kung bakit ganon ay malalaman natin maya Pero sa ngayon, again, welcome to another episode of this podcast. Just to give you an overview, the PolyE Conversations podcast is a project that was produced for our BMAS 109 class. BMAS 109 is all about the political economy of broadcast media. So for every episode in this podcast, iba-iba yung mga topics at issues na tatalakayin na related sa political economy ng media. Bukod sa pag-generate ng fruitful discussions, ang main objectives ng podcast na ito ay para ma-share namin yung mga natutunan naming political economy concepts mula sa one nang 9 class namin. So yes, Ito ay produkto ng isang semester ang pag-aaral, and more importantly, para makaambag at makatulong kami sa pagbubuo at pagpapalaganap ng media l- literacy. For you guys, ang mga poly or whatever you call you call yourselves. So, ayun ang poly conversations But before we start, salita ko ng salita, hindi niyo pa ako kilala. I, let me briefly introduce myself. I am Paul Castillo. I am a freshy student from the University of the Philippines, Diliman, Department of Broadcast Communication. So isang malaking disclaimer lang po, this is my first time producing a podcast. So baguhan ako and I po- I apologize kung medyo, medyo manganga pa ako ngayon but I'll try my best not to make this awkward. So ayun na nga, kaya medyo kakaiba yung title natin ngayon. Ay dahil bukod sa Pride Month ngayon as I'm recording this, Happy Pride Month sa inyong lahat. Bukod doon, our topic has something to do with the LGBTQ plus community and the media. So for this episode, pag-uusapan natin specifically kung paano nagiging sanhi ang polyekon or ang shalitikembot economicals ng media sa misrepresentation ng LGBTQ plus community sa Philippine media. Pero bago yan, establish muna natin kung ano ba yung political economy ng media para doon sa mga hindi familiar. So, Ang political economy ng media ay isang field of study sa communication that explores how certain social systems and structures influence how the media operates. So tinatanong dito sa field na to kung saan o kaninong kamay ang humahawak at control, sa pagtakbo ng media. So halimbawa, tinitingnan natin kung nai-influensyahan ba ng pagmamayari ng isang entity yung pagbuo ng media content. So kung news yan, nai ba ng ownership o ng advertising, or iba pang factors yung nilalabas nilang information. So, ganyan yung mga klase ng tanong. Basically, trying to know how structural factors influence media performance and behavior. Again, i natin to sa LGBTQ plus community, pero siguro kailangan muna natin i-discuss kung ano ba yung nararanasan ng LGBT community, especially here in the Philippines. So, the LGBTQ community has always faced a lot of struggles in society. It's a sila sa mga marginalized groups, especially here in the Philippines, na conservative and predominantly Catholic, with outdated beliefs. So, we're not very accepting as a whole towards the community. Everyday members of the queer community have to endure unfair treatment of the society, and genyang homophobia, transphobia, violence, and harassment. Hate, hate crimes, being bullied, being discriminated against, yung hindi pantay na karapatan at hindi pantay na pagtrato ng society sa kanila. So they continuously fight for equality and freedom, pero kahit malaki naman na yung progress ng community, malayo pa yung kailangan nating lakbayin para maabot yung total goal of equality. So again, hindi patas yung tingin ng lipunan sa queer community. At ang issue na ito ay nag extend sa media, lalo na dito sa Pilipinas especially when it comes to representation. So ano ba yung media representation? Media representation ay yung paraan kung paano portray o paint ng media ang mga certain groups of people or communities. So for example, women, the youth, people of color, LGBTQ plus community, etc. So ito yung kung ano yung image na binibigay sa kanila ng media. So bakit ba importante ang media representation? The way media represents these communities is a reflection of how society views them as well. So halimbawa yung pagwa-whitewash sa isang Hollywood film na ang topic ay supposedly nagre-revolve around people of color ay nag indicate ng kind of environment na meron sa film industry doon. So this is a perfect indication of the existing societal beliefs. But more than that, importante siya dahil the media is very powerful. As they say, it has the capability to shape the minds and beliefs of the audiences. It can make or break opinions. And lalo na ngayon, lahat tayo ay consumers ng media. Yung ubiquitous nature ng media is very influential sa members ng society. Kaya very vital na may proper portrayal ang media sa mga marginalized groups na ito. So ano ba yung klase ng representation na nakukuha ng LGBTQ plus community sa Philippine media? Of course, this is a complicated topic in itself and hindi lang naman siya question of whether meron o walang representation, pero tinitingnan din natin yung quality at kung tama ba or napipaint ba in a bad light yung community sa kind of representation na ito. At gaya nga sinabi ko, I argue that there is a misrepresentation. At hindi naman na, this is no secret, it's a given fact na may misrepresentation ng LGBT community, and this is shaped by a lot of factors, but for this episode, we will be focusing on the poly-econ factors. So again, this is a complicated topic, but I would like to limit it to two points. So first point, my misrepresentation dahil sa kinds of stereotypes that are observed o yung mga stereotypes na prevalence sa Philippine media na ini-aid ng poly-econ factors. So there's a debate regarding this. There are a lot of people who say na may representation naman talaga ang LGBT community sa Philippine media Kasi meron naman tayong, meron namang prominent figures eh, na part ng community. Pero, again, this isn't just about the presence or absence of representation, but more on the quality of representation. So, nakikita nga natin yung mga members ng community sa mainstream media, sa TV, pero kung kung hindi iisa lang, ay halos magkakapareho lang naman yung image na nakikita natin on screen. Ang mga bakla, alimbawa, ang mga bakla na nakikita natin sa television, ay... They almost have always have to fit this feminine, funny, butt-of-the-joke image. Mostly yung mga nakikita natin ay mga komedyante, laging nagpapatawa. At parang yun na lang lagi yung nakatakdang image ng community na to sa mainstream media. Of course, wala namang masama sa ganito. Siyempre masaya tayo na nakapagpapasaya sila. Nakakapagpasaya sila ng, ta- ng tao, nakakapagpasaya sila sa atin. Pero if it comes to a point where the community is limited to such an image, then concerns have to be raised. Napaka-diverse ng LGBT community at imposibleng ma-fit siya sa iisang image. Pero ito yung nakikita natin sa Philippine media. At dahil nga sa stereotype na ito na very prevalent at widely accepted ng audience, nakikary ito sa mga narrative works. So kadalasan, ganitong-ganito rin yung nakikita nating image sa mga pelikula at mga teleserye bawa merong supporting character merong best friend ng main character na nakakatawa or for comedic relief so nandun nandun siya para lang malighten up yung mood para makapag ng mga tao so although again this is not inherently wrong especially if it's needed in the story if it comes if 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 it becomes a trend a trend of gay people gay characters only serving this purpose in these kinds of media products then we have to draw a line so, from this, pwede ma-imply na production companies and media corporations almost always capitalize on these stereotypes. Kasi sila naman yung nagdidikta, ba? Sila naman yung nagdidikta kung ano yung mga media content na lalabas sa TV, sa film. So, they won't even bother to explore other dimensions of this community. They take these stereotypes, they capitalize on them, incorporate them in their products because it's convenient. If, for example, if I assume the role of a producer. Ito yung gagamitin ko kasi ito yung acceptable sa masa. Ito yung level, ito lang yung level of acceptance na kayang ibigay ng general audience ng isang conservative country. So kung malaki nga naman yung budget mo for a film or for a teleserye, hindi ka naman gagastos ng malaking halaga ng pera para sa, sa isang project na hindi magiging profitable at hindi ka ng masa. So kung hindi naman tatanggapin ng audience kapag mas progressive na image of the queer community yung ipapalabas, isang image na hiwalay sa stereotypes, edi doon na lang tayo sa image na bibenta sa audience. So parang ganun yung nagiging mindset sa industry na to. Pero worth considering din naman na baka yung products ng producers ay influenced din ng sarili nilang perceptions of the community. So baka yung silerin mismo yung sources ng stereotypes na to yung yung idea na meron sila sa sa lgbt community, pwede siyang matranslate sa mga projects nila, yung mga prejudices nila na pupunta sa products nila. so nagiging ugat rin to ng iba pang issues dahil, dahil sa sa pagkapitalize nila sa audience behavior, nagkakaroon din ng kakulangan sa representation ng mga tao from other categories in the community. so for example we rarely see lesbians sa Philippine TV and kung man, ganun din naman. Parang isang image lang yung nakikita natin. Ganun din sa transgender community, bisexuals and asexuals, etc. Bihira lang tayo makakita ng mga ganitong characters at personalities sa Philippine media kasi mostly focused on gay people kasi ito yung mas tolerated ng masa. So isa to sa mga reasons behind why there is a misrepresentation of the LGBTQ plus community nanggagaling gagaling sa taas ng structure ng media, yung pag set ng image na to. Dahil naka focus sa pag profit yung mga companies. So related dito yung second point, which is the lack of queer stories. Yung lack of queer stories in the Philippine media na shaped then by poly factors. So, like the first point, this also has something to do with the higher-ups, na focused on their business interests. Gaya ng sinabi natin kanina, hindi very welcoming yung pagtanggap ng Philippine society sa LGBTQ plus community. Laging tolerated lang but not really accepted. So going back to assuming the role of the media company or a producer, hindi ideal for business ang mag-invest sa queer stories na hindi naman i-welcome ng audience o hindi magiging malawak ang pagtangkilik. So for example, kung gagawa ko ng film na romance, between a genuine story na nagpapakita ng relationship between two guys or two girls and a story of a straight couple na pwedeng pasukan ng isang famous, isang sikat at patok na love team, syempre mas papatok sa audience yung pangalawa kasi mas gusto ng tao yun, di ba? So, kaya mas saturated ng ganitong types of shows and films ang industry kasi ito yung pro- profitable, ito yung bebenta, ito yung katanggap-tanggap sa mga Sa mga audiences. Pero, hindi lang, hindi lang naman natin masasabi na totally walang na produce na queer stories. No? Kasi dahil marami rin naman na naproduce in the previous years, lalo na sa film industry. Pero, most of the time, ito yung mga smaller scale productions. Yung mga indie films with lower budgets and smaller channels. So, hindi ito yung mga types of films na market at pinapalabas nationwide. So, mas malate yung network, kalimbawa limited viewing lang for an event or internet releases lang. Kaya, kahit genuine yung storytelling nila, hindi naman siya mainstream at hindi wide yung reach. So, ayun, merong lack of queer stories in mainstream media dahil business interests are more likely to be prioritized than the need for a genuine representation of the LGBTQ community. Kung baga, business comes first, di ba? So very similar, very similar itong premise na to actually sa sa MMFF, 'di ba every year medyo controversial, medyo questionable yung lineup sa Metro Manila Film Festival. Maraming mga opinions yung na nagsasabi, mga nagsasabi na wala raw quality or hindi ganun ka-substantial yung mga films na sinasama sa MMFF. So ganun din yung explanation doon, sa matanong iba, may mga films na mas deserving na dapat sinasama at yung mga existing dapat inaalis sa lineup ng MMFF. Pero kailangan din nating maintindihan na kahit hindi pasok sa panlasa natin o sa panlasa ng iilan, yung mga palikulang to, patok siya eh. Patok siya sa masa at yun yung dahilan kung bakit nandyan sila sa line-up taon-taon dahil tinatangkilik sila. So ganun din sa queer stories, sa mainstream media, mas pina pinaprioritize yung mga straight stories dahil yun yung papatok sa masa. So, gaya ng sinabi ko, no, malawak na usapin ang issue ng representation ng queer community sa media. And actually, marami pang other factors that play a role in this issue. So, for example, yung homophobia within the industry or yung misrepresentation sa queer stories mismo in the mainstream media like yung, yung mga boys love series na sikat, na sikat ngayon, ba? At marami pang iba, iba pang Iba-iba yung mga factors na pwedeng pumasok sa usapin na ito, no? pero unfortunately, ito lang yung kaya nating i-cover sa oras natin. But I hope you were able to get a glimpse of how the political economy of the media affects this issue and all the other issues na tungkol sa media. So to summarize, again, malaki yung papel na ginagampana ng ekon sa takbo ng media. In the context of our discussion, na apektuhan nito yung representation ng LGBTQ plus community sa Philippine media. Essentially, yung kind ng representation na to ay bunga ng kung paano nagde-decide yung mga producers, yung mga distributors of content, yung mga higher-ups. So dahil mas may priority sa business interests, sa pagkita sa pag-profit, mas na-emphasize, number one, mas na-emphasize yung existing stereotypes ng LGBTQ plus community na nag-lead sa halos singular na image at sa pag-focus sa isang category lang, mostly on gay people lang. Sa malaking community na to. At number two, sobrang nagiging limited ng queer stories sa mainstream media. Dahil mas pinaprioritize yung straight stories. So, napakalaga na malaman natin yung mga bagay na tulad nito para malaman natin kung ano yung mga possible causes at mula yung mga possible solutions to address this issue. Especially because, gaya nga ng sinabi natin kanina, Patuloy pa rin ang paglaban ng LGBTQ community for equality. This equality includes a fair portrayal in the media. At dyan na po nagtatapos ang ating talakayan. Medyo napakabilis ng oras, no? But I hope you are able to learn a thing or two from this episode. Again, this isn't the only episode for poly e-conversations, so make sure to go listen to the other episodes na prinroduce naman ng mga kaklasiko uh, iba ibarin yung mga topics na discuss nila. So if you want to learn more about the political economy of the media, the political economicals ng media bu, go give those episodes a listen. It would also mean a lot if you guys tell your friends about this podcast and make sure to also follow the Spotify page of DZUP where this podcast and other podcasts related to the media are uploaded. Kung napakinggan nyo to hanggang sa dulo, thank you for listening. Again, I am Paul Castillo, and this is the Poly a e Conversations Podcast. Bye! Poly 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 E Conversations oh, yeah i uh-huh.